Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss the Xbox Redfall woes, the big Hogwarts patch, the Destiny 2 season pass brouhaha, and the Fortnite Star Wars event. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. Another great week, another great episode coming at you, episode 64. And as always, we're excited to be here. Um, quick heads up before we start the show, we want to thank everybody for following us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. We've been uh, hitting some good numbers and we appreciate the support. So keep on following and liking the, con- and the content and commenting on the content, you know, that helps us out a lot. Make sure you follow us and find our website, pressingbuttons.gg. That way you get all the links for everything where we're at. You know, easy, easy portal for you guys to find everything. And then as well, we wanted you guys to, we wanted to remind everybody out there who has a PlayStation 5, just because, you know, it's important to me and I think it's a very good advice. If you have a PlayStation 5 on May 9th, PlayStation is going to do away with the PlayStation Plus collection. So make sure you guys at least go in there and uh, download the, well, not download, but just, um, Add the, the games to your library from the collection. It's a lot of good games. Persona, The Last of Us, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Ratchet & Clank. A bunch of good PlayStation games uh, that you should have. So make sure you do that if you don't want to lose out on some games. Just add them to your library so you can play them on down the road. You know, you guys know I'm a big proponent of the PlayStation Plus stuff. So, and whenever you're bored, you might want to, you know, pick up something new that you haven't played before. Just something you've played before and want to play again. What's the most recent one that I that I got on? From yeah, yeah. Oh, I started playing. It was, it was uh, pretty recent, right? Like in the last few weeks, I thought. What? A game that you got from the the, the PS oh, Plus? Oh, uh, well, I I played uh, um, Spider Man again, and because Spider Man is coming out soon, and I played uh, The Last of Us a little bit. Uh, but the one that I hadn't played that I got was uh, Days Gone. That was like the biggest one where I never played it. Ah, oh, okay. That was a while ago. I feel like there was a game more recently that you. Well, I played. Uh, or da- or dabbling, you're dabbling the, with it. The Transformers one. That one I downloaded uh, okay, from okay. the from like three years ago that it was on PlayStation Plus. But yeah. you know, I'm a big proponent of PlayStation Plus as much as Nick is a big proponent of Game Pass. I'm, so I'm I'm a proponent. Uh, I do I do admire your dedication to this PSA. I think this has got to be our most frequent PSA of telling our our audience to make sure yeah. that they download things before they run out of time. I mean, I may just be shilling for Sony so they could give me free stuff, but also good. <laughs> we got some free Sony stuff. You remember that? We got that cool shirt. Oh yeah. We got some awesome shirts at Evo, but those, everybody got those. Sony, give me stuff that that's, you don't give to anybody else. That's still free. You know, free stuff is free stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. But you know, make sure you guys download those games or add them to the library. They're really, really great games. Big collection. I believe it's about 2025. You won't regret it. Um, and that's it. Uh, we're just going to jump right into some news. A lot of the big news we have this week is Xbox space. You know, obviously, uh, the last couple of weeks with the, their title releases and, and news that they've been, uh, talking about has not been looking good. The first one we want to talk about is a recent Phil Spencer interview that he did for the Kind of Funny Xcast. Uh, for those unfamiliar, it's just a, a podcast slash video show that it, um, they have on YouTube. Uh, and this one mainly focuses on Xbox stuff. So he went on there. He basically just gave his uh, his uh, 
comments on how disappointed he was on the release of Redfall, mainly because they had promised a lot of things to the gamers, uh, to the community, in terms of the, the 60 FPS, how great the game was going to be, um, but just because uh, of the disappointment of the release, which we'll talk about after this, of the game itself, how bad it's doing review-wise, how bad it's doing sales-wise, uh, how bad it's doing graphics-wise. Um, he was just saying that he was very disappointed by that. Also commenting on how, um, even with, with the purchase and acquisition of Bethesda and, and all those other studios, this is not going gen- to uh, necessarily help them in terms of uh, getting subscribers and not w- that not one game is going to lead people to come in and buy the, the consoles, especially something like Starfield coming, coming out that they're betting big on. But that's not going to kind of push people to buy Xboxes, especially since he thinks that the last console generation, the PS4 and the Xbox One generation, um, when people started uh, adding more games to their digital libraries was basically the generation that was needed to be one uh, to, to kind of come out ahead on these uh, future digital world. Um, very interesting stuff for him to say. I I don't think necessarily, yeah, we're going to a digital world, but, you know, it's not make it or break it. If you have good software, I think it sells hardware. And obviously, it brings people into your ecosystem. So regardless of if if you don't have the lead in this generation, if you have good games, people are going to flock to to your system or at least download them and, you know, bring your revenue up. And I think ultimately that's always been kind of my issue with the, this whole thing and, and what they're trying to do. I get that they are definitely pushing for uh, the digital content. Obviously, Game Pass is uh, one of their biggest things with how much uh, users they have, but they've kind of hit a... Uh, plateau in the sense of you know at some point you hit the the highest amount of subscribers you can get and then you'll increase some more but at the end of the day it's more about keeping those subscribers now at this point um but with, with all that stuff i think if you have the titles that are drawing people in that'll work itself out obviously with the last um releases of redfall that didn't work itself out the delay of starfield into november um which was one of the biggest titles that they were promising to be on game pass day one that also kind of kicked the bucket halo infinite being super super bad at launch and they're still kind of working on it and losing leads and all that stuff that's all kind of just disastrous i think they should just get right back on the ship um, give us the titles, give good titles, make sure the, these games are getting shipped uh, complete, basically. I'm not going to say no issues. Obviously, games are going to have some issues, but give a finished title with uh, that's complete, that's won't have too many issues, and I think you'll get everybody back on, on your side. Uh, what did you think of his interview? What did you think of, of his outlook and, and what he thinks is the main problem? Yeah, it was a uh, an interesting interview to say to say the least, and I thought it was kind of admirable that he he actually was planned to to go on the Xcast podcast for a different reason. I'm guessing he was just gonna go and and hype up the the showcase that I think we'll talk about a little bit here in a, in a little in a little bit. Um, but then like he had this planned appearance on the podcast and then red redfall happened. I, and I think it was just something that he wasn't going to be able to avoid. And, and instead of like canceling it or, you know, trying to have some other specific agenda around specifically not talking around redfall, he, he decided to kind of just take it, t- take it in stride. So, uh, so I do admire that. I do. It was kind of like, I don't know if bizarre is the right word, but like, I don't think I've seen, 
really any executive in any company in any industry <laughs> like have this type of interview where they're just like yeah we uh we're just we suck right now and everything it was very bad and like you know then there's 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 part of me that appreciates that but then there's also part of me that's like okay like shouldn't there just be more more answers and uh attempts to like get the audience you know engaged into the platform and and into the future as opposed to just kind of uh so i don't know i was i was surprised by how long that went on of just like oh yeah like this we did this wrong this wrong this game sucks we got to do better it's all my fault it's on me like i think they could have done just like a 10 10 minute version of that and then just try try to just move on and, and get people excited um yeah, and there were there were a lot of interesting uh, kind of points that were, that were discussed. I think, I think the whole like we lost the most important generation because it was the digital, you know, kind of this inflection point where more people were uh, building digital libraries. I don't I don't think I've really heard that before. So I think that was kind of like a new a new take on the console wars, which I don't know if I totally totally agree with like i think it might be a like a partial contributor to, to that but i think i think there's probably a lot of different factors um as you mentioned and which i think everyone would agree with it's just like it's 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 the games like big you know big surprise it's it's the games and um like i just there haven't really been that many you know first party or exclusive titles on the xbox platform in quite some time that I think uh, just generated the same level of, of excitement and critical acclaim as, as Sony's done. So if Sony's delivering at that higher level for, I don't know, a decade, <laughs> like, like well over five years, but somewhere between five and 10 years, like it took them, you know, they started out as a, uh, you know, they were kind of like the new entrance into the games, uh, games race at some point as well right and it took them quite some time to really build up their own you know first party studios and to be able to deliver at that level so um but i just think they were able to get to that level faster and then keep it up and keep it consistent and, and build upon it where i feel like xbox has really struggled with doing that so so i think it's 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 more of a simple of just like it's it's the games and xbox still has yet to deliver really any games like you know i do talk about game pass a lot but most of that is not really first party xbox stuff it's it's really like other titles that i otherwise wouldn't have purchased directly um so i'm you know a fan of their like value propositions mostly from from xbox game pass but i mean what's what's a first party title that you've played from that and that gets you like real excited uh, Gears was the last one, and it wasn't even like the most recent one. It was more like the Xbox 360 Gears. Like nothing that they've released, I think, yeah. has me as hyped as as I would say any PlayStation titles. When you hear God of War, when you hear uh, Horizon, when you hear Ghost of Tsushima, when you hear Spider Man, like you could go on and on about their titles. And that's that's why I agree with you in a sense of when he's like, oh, the the digital library. It wasn't about the digital library because. 
you mostly had the same titles that were getting released on both consoles. You just you could download whatever you have. It's just that the one that had the better uh, first-party titles was Sony, and that's why they took the lead, and that's why everybody was flocking. And it was all word of mouth because I could, you know, obviously remembering getting the PS4 over the Xbox One. I, I had a 360 as my main console, and I didn't really start playing my PS3 until the end. Um, but just all the marketing and the push of the PlayStation 4 and how easy it was and all that stuff about, like, the sharing the titles, I think they, that just kind of put them in the lead and Xbox never really recovered from that. And you can see that at the end of the Xbox One console generation is when they realized what they needed to do, which is why they went on this uh, buying spree and obviously acquired uh, Bethesda um, and then are trying to acquire Activision Blizzard because they know that it's the titles that sell the consoles. It's the titles that are going to get the consumers and the and the gamers on your side and, and talking about your games and buying your, your games and all that stuff. So, yeah, that, that whole thing about digital stuff kind of... Yeah, and what does that even mean? Because like, it's not like Steam where if you buy it, if you buy the game once, you play it on whatever PC you build, you know, for the rest of your life. Uh, going from PS, PS3 to PS4 to PS5, like, it's not like if you bought a game on PS3 that it just, like seamlessly migrates through all those different things so i kind of don't really buy the like the stickiness of your digital library if anything like, the xbox has has a better like uh digital library in terms of playing your 360 games and xbox one games so yeah that's kind of so, weird so yeah so again like I've, I've never heard that before i don't i don't totally buy it maybe it's a partial contributor but i think there's there's a lot of other more important reasons why xbox is is kind of falling behind um, and yeah, kind of, kind of to reiterate what I was saying before, it's like, I don't, I don't know why they didn't just use this as an opportunity. I think they touch on, I don't know if you watched the whole thing or not, but, but I did, I think they touched on like some of the, some of the titles. I think Phil's in this like interesting place where he couldn't really, I don't think he wanted to say too much. Cause that's like the whole reason why they want to do this like showcase in June. So it's an Xbox showcase and then also like a deep dive on Starfield. So I don't, I don't think he went to like give away too much, but like, I do feel, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to be optimistic. Um, just from like a fan perspective, like I do think they have a lot of really cool, cool stuff to announce. Um, I think they're just in this really hard place right now where people are just losing confidence in that roadmap of like, okay, well, you know, yeah, it's like you've announced a lot of cool titles. We really haven't seen much from them based on what we've seen with recent big launches. Like, should we just expect them to be also like mediocre or, you know, what what's going to actually change to get us excited around these actually being like world-class titles that people are going to be, uh, you know, wanting to play. Yeah. And then uh, just so quickly for one last thing, like, like you were saying with the whole defeatist attitude and obviously you don't want to, like throw out all your secrets or whatever and and we're just one month away from their their big showcase but at least you know be positive be like oh yeah guys uh we're gonna make it up to you we got stuff coming we got stuff coming but um not even a, a little bit of that which uh we'll talk about uh, uh the showcase itself yeah i think there there's also um i saw some speculation which may or may not be accurate but just because they are in this like competition review with the CMA and, and their Activision uh, acquisition. Uh, 
I think some people are like, oh yeah, like they're just doing this. Um, they're just like saying stuff like this on purpose to make it seem like they're huge losers and can't win and and you know so it's like uh me, like maybe but like L I, I listen just, if I you play like, a loser long enough you'll become the loser yeah, so might not exactly. want to do that <laughs> yeah so i was like i don't i don't think that's a right that's like not, not a good strategy i think i think there's um i think the whole cma thing is pretty odd like their whole argument against the acquisition i think is kind of a a silly one so um i think with microsoft appealing that i think you know, just trying to be again optimistic. I think there's a world where they can actually successfully navigate that and not have this like comms to their audience where they're just like, oh, everything, you know, we suck. And, you know, like I think that's not a good luck. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, they need to get that confidence back. Go talk to Steve Ballmer. Maybe he'll give you some. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, if they lost the last, if, if according to him they lost the last generation, they definitely do not want to lose this one because it's not looking good. Just release some game, man. Uh, some games. Let people know what you're coming through. There's probably that's just like he wanted to like kind of point point the finger at someone else. He's like, oh yeah, the the most important generation was the one before I took over as the leader of Xbox. <laughs> and so it was that guy's fault. Yeah, it was that guy's fault. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can, but it was all that guy's fault. Yeah. Well, on the heels of that, and obviously because of his interview with them uh, talking about Redfall, that was the next thing we want to talk about. Uh, Redfall, basically, uh, released on May 2nd, available on Xbox Game Pass, available on PC as well. And it was one of the worst releases I think I've heard or seen in a while. The reviews, like I said earlier, pretty bad. Uh, graphics were bad. 30 FPS, of course, we've talked about that before, uh, how disappointed everybody was. And it's just overall, I don't think I saw one good review about it. Even if uh, some companies were trying to be shills about it and kind of like not give it too bad of a review, it's it's hard not to, especially uh, because it didn't release to the standards of Arcane, which uh, known for Deathloop and, and Dishonored and all, and all those games and Prey. Um, it's it's hard to not compare the game itself to those games, especially uh, because they had so much writing on it. Um, obviously, he also said that the core of the gameplay was already there, so there was no way that like a delay would have helped it anyways. Um, so that in itself, I don't know what that says about Arcane Studios and what they were going for, because if it was already set in place, it would have basically failed no matter what. Um, and... Going forward in the future, especially with all these games that uh, Microsoft eventually wants to be able to release from all these Bethesda acquisitions, you kind of have to start wondering where, like, anything that's close to release, is it going to have the same issues where, like, if they're bad, is it because the core's already there before Microsoft acquired them completely and they're just kind of releasing it? Or will they be good enough to get released and, and people actually like them? Um, I didn't play Redfall, obviously. I was looking forward to it. We've been talking about it for a while because we wanted it to be one of our multiplayer games, but I was waiting on Nick to play it on Game Pass and then let me know if it's good and then maybe I could download it. But even before that, like we already kind of decided that we weren't even going to touch this. And I did tell him to download it <laughs> and play it just so we could have some sort of impression, but I don't think he did that. No, what what you end up doing? I didn't want to, the reviews were so bad, I didn't want to taint my hard drive was the, the phrase that I used. 
Yeah, it just it just looked. You know, I did watch a lot. Like I watched Twitch streamers, and there was a lot of like promoted streams and you know YouTube videos of people uh, more or less shitting on the game and all the technical issues. Um, I think we I think reviews started maybe coming out and are like right before our last episode. I can't remember, but the I think the, that the earliest one was uh, came out on on Monday. It was supposed to come out at eleven p.m. and then somebody released it at eleven a.m. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. kind of like yeah, it was yeah. this weird thing. Yeah, so it's like there's. I just didn't see any value, and like also, uh, this is going back several weeks. But when I, IGN did their initial coverage, I think they call it like the IGN first. Uh, that was multiplayer centric, and we were we were, or at least I was for sure, like just kind of shitting on that footage. And I'm like, oh my god, like this looks it looks awful, and. Now that we know what the game actually, you know, how it actually plays, I think I was making a comment about, like, the the number of edits in that game footage. So it's like, I wonder if they're, like, editing out shit that was, like, clearly broken or, like, what was going on there. So I feel like there's this kind of whole shady situation with, with those multiplayer impressions. Um, also, the fact that that was on a, on I think it was PC footage at, supposedly 60 frames frames per second and then then they kind of come out after that and talk about on consoles it's only going to be at 30 frames per second so i don't know, even even going back then like i was more or less turned off by the multiplayer like it looked pretty bad but i think there was still uh some some hope that given arcane's background that the first player or the single player was actually still going to be pretty solid but it just seems like that's the whole the whole package is is pretty rough. So didn't didn't have any interest in, in actually downloading it and playing it. Yeah, and one thing I, I want to let everybody know is that we you know we don't like shitting on devs. We don't think uh, it's the devs' fault. Obviously, it's not the game that I you know you would want to release. And there's definitely like a lot of things that probably went wrong throughout the whole process of this game that kind of made it into the game that it is so we don't fault the devs you know making a game is very hard you have so many pieces that you got to get right for people to like it and even if you get everything right people might still not like it so um you know it's just you you don't you don't know all the details so you kind of want to know what exactly happened to kind of lead to this situation especially when you're used to a studio of arcane's quality releasing great quality content so if you know anything and you want to let us know you could just always go uh and, and send us an email or go on our website what's our bat line do we got a bat line no we don't just okay. just just discord? DM, dm us on discord we're always there make sure you get on on pressing buttons.gg uh you'll get our discord link um one thing i did before we move on to the next topic i did put what does this mean for Starfield? Um, and I wanted to ask that question just in a general sense of, um, I'm, I'm kind of doubting it. Obviously, Nick has had Starfield to be his big stinker since 2022. Now that it has moved on to 2023. Now, now, you're, now you're operating at my level. Yeah. Um, it, has, <laughs> it has moved on to 2023. And I think I, I, I feel like it's going to be worse off than it is now. He still has kind of high hopes. He thinks it's going to get good reviews. But I've never been a big fan of that format that they've done with uh, Fallout and, and uh, Oblivion and all that stuff. I don't think it doesn't draw to me. That's why I was never a big Skyrim fan. 
Um, but on my end, I think it's, you know, with all these issues that Starfield, uh, that Redfall has, I wouldn't be surprised if Starfield has all these issues, especially with all the delays. But your thoughts on that were? Yeah. Yeah. To clarify, I don't know. Good. Re- I don't, I don't think I use the term good reviews. I think it'll be. You said seven it, and eight. It'll be, it'll That's be like good. a good, I think it'll be a good game that has a lot of technical. So it's going to be typical, you know, kind of Bethesda. It'll be, it'll be buggy performance issues whatever i think it'll be a, like a good a good game not this like not an excellent or amazing game which is like kind of what i think it, where everyone's at in terms of their expectations where they think it's going to come out and be g- game of the generation and you know blow everyone away like i just don't i just don't think that's going to happen so so i think it'll be a you know solid title um you know just, Seven, like seven, like the actual score should probably be like in the high seventies, high I would guess. Um, and then the 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 Xbox fandom oriented sites will probably give it something a little more generous than that. So that's kind so of, a C that's average kind of is what you're saying. C average over here. I think I'm, I'll give it a yes, maybe C plus. I think okay. it'll be like a C plus. You think it's going to be better than Fallout seventy six? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fallout oh. seventy six was That's like a good, a, yeah. that was their last big one. That was their last like. Yeah, but that was kind of it's a different style of game for them, and uh, I think this is more in their wheelhouse. Um, I just think it's just going to be, you know, kind of more of the same in space with a bunch of technical issues that I don't think will be as bad as as Redfall or some of these other more recent titles that have been plagued by technical issues. I, right. There's going to be plenty of bugs though, so don't don't worry about that. But I don't think it'll be, you know, out of the ordinary for for the for their games. All right, so we'll wait and see. It's still on there, the big stinker 2023. So our uh, Discord members are going to be very very happy when they and when to they be see this. to be clear, like if the game comes out and it's nine, it's all nine, like great, like <laughs> like I don't have on that. Yeah, we're still going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're like, still I'm not, play. like rooting against this game for some reason. I just kind of think that's like based on the trends like that's just kind of where i think it'll land all right all right well you know who to come after if if it comes out really good just give nick all the shit he, he's fine with it <laughs> all right and then the last xbox related thing we want to talk about is the xbox games showcase microsoft officially announced that they're scheduling their showcase for june 11th at 10 a.m pacific time uh it would also be followed by a starfield direct which will, they'll be doing right after and then on june 13th they will have an xbox game showcase extended which is basically just showing off everything that they uh, talked about on the June 11th showcase and it will also have interviews with developers and stuff like that to to get a better sense of everything that they announced um, what we're expecting out of this at, at least on my end I think they definitely need to bring the games bring the games bring solid release dates bring me some good footage um, get everybody back up man because I may not have an Xbox, but I do have a PC. I get I download the games that are good. So give me good games. Give give me solid uh, details. Give me solid confirmation dates, and I think you can get everybody back on track. Obviously, you want to get the goodwill of the gamers. Um, you want to get the gamers talking. Get the hype train back on your side. Just show them that you're very committed, and stop playing this defeatist attitude of oh Sony's winning. Oh Sony doesn't let me buy Activision Blizzard and you know, we'll be back on track. Um, that was a pretty good impression. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's Phil Spencer right there. <laughs> <laughs> what are what do you think uh do, do you think they have it in them to to turn it around with this? Yeah, I mean, I think I've I've uh I've said this a number of times. I think there's a lot we don't know, you know, both both uh, Microsoft and Sony have a very large portfolio of of game developers with a lot of unannounced stuff. So I think my hope is that you know this summer is going to be a fantastic you know fantastic time of learning about roadmaps um, from both of these companies. So yeah, I expect to hear a lot of announcements. I think the the big question mark is going to be what are we actually going to see, and is it another another summer of CGI trailers and cinematics and, and stuff like that, or are we actually going to see see gameplay that impresses us? So uh, that's the big question mark. Like I'll be I'll be very disappointed if it's just like a bunch of cinematics and it's like okay, like people people need to see what these games actually look like and what they can expect to be playing. Uh, particularly given how they've marketed some of their more recent games where there's kind of this a little bit of like, you know, bait, bait and switch type type thing going on. So, um, so again, trying to be optimistic, deliver gameplay. There's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I think Fable, uh, Fable's a big one, Perfect Dark. If they announce something on, on Banjo, I think that would be... I think that would be a that'd be a slam dunk. I think a lot of people would be very excited about that. Uh, those are probably the f- top three that come to mind. And Kojima's working on the game with them as well, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing something. It's it's well, it's not necessarily not Death Stranding related, but it's probably not Death Stranding related. Uh, I think it's something that leverages cloud technology in some way. So. Um, which I think actually works pretty well in the Death Stranding, you know, universe. But I would expect that Sony has like a some influence over whether he can actually use that IP for for this type of game. But yeah, there could be there could be something there. But uh, it kind of seemed like they announced because uh, that was maybe about a year. Or yeah, so last ago. year was the announcement of everything, I, especially because they they did give that big. Everything coming out in the next twelve months, and mm. except that, right? That was like the outlier where that was yeah. like, yeah. So I think I think they were more kind of announcing a like a partnership. So you know, it'll probably take several years to actually see that title. But depending on the scale, like the scope of it, maybe it's something that's a little bit more bite sized, and they can ship it out uh, relatively quickly. But I don't know. So I'm not. I, w- I would love to see something, but I don't. I don't. Th- Maybe they talk about it, but it's probably not going to be some like big gameplay, you know, reveal or anything like that. Yeah, last year was the year of CG trailers and all that stuff. This is the year of gameplay footage, stuff getting released. Um, they they definitely need a win, um, but we'll see. Obviously, we'll be covering it. Uh, all the news that's coming out, and if it's a shitty live stream, if, yeah, if it's a shitty event, at least we'll have Street Fighter. That's right. And yeah. Final Fantasy 16. And yeah, so at least if we don't get any good games, oh. we'll be playing good games. Yeah. I think everyone's going to be too busy playing games on PlayStation to watch this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, don't kick a man while they're down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, next thing we want to talk about uh, away from Xbox is the big Hogwarts Legacy patch. Uh, 
Avalanche Studios. I just I just had a brain fart. I'm like, who who did this? Avalanche Studios just released a big patch for uh, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, along with the release of Hogwarts Legacy on PS4 and Xbox One, which they have been waiting on. Uh, the biggest thing on this patch, Arachnophobia mode, which basically kind of disables the spiders in the game, which there are a lot of, or kind of turns them into some bright colored spiders with roller skates for legs which they did in in the harry potter movie so kind of a a callback it also addresses 500 bucks which i will talk about in my closing thoughts but thank you for this because i have not crashed and i've been playing i played the game for like six more hours so i have not crashed so thanks for this you were pretty heated about this yeah i was super pissed yeah I was super pissed. you had like 10 crashes in an hour or something oh yeah i was like uh it, it made me stop playing the game, and then yeah. I realized that once I saw the patch, it definitely got me back on the good side. And, so, and um, you're you're on PC or on PC? On okay, PC. okay, okay. Yeah. Um, they also announced that the game itself has sold over 15 million copies, which obviously it's only going to be more now with PlayStation Four and Xbox One, um, and it's generated over a billion dollars. Obviously, everybody's been a big Harry Potter fan, so. No matter how this game turned out, I always thought that it was going to do well. Um, surprisingly, didn't think it was going to do 15 million copies in such a short time well. Um, but obviously, I think it, it's great for the game. This just kind of makes me question the future of it. Um, I like the game itself. I just wish it wasn't so kind of tied to Hogwarts and Harry Potter. I think maybe if they did their own thing and explored other schools and all that stuff would, would make it better. Um and the plans for for the studio, uh, I know that they haven't said anything yet, but they were probably thinking maybe doing DLC. Uh, but because of the success of this, are they going to probably think of just moving on and doing a, a, a sequel to to the game itself and just kind of expand on that? Uh, either way, I think it's it's good for them. It's good for the studio. Warner Brothers uh, has been making some games uh, that people have enjoyed, and I think it just kind of pushes them. Hopefully, they can just expand on the universe and not be tied to harry potter as much uh what do you think uh, especially being the numbers guy big numbers i love to see big numbers uh and oddly enough i contributed to that even though i'm not a harry potter fan at all so uh so that's why i was asking maybe, i mean maybe one day you'll you'll go back into it i mean i'm pretty sure you will i'm gonna play, like, the oh, game. I'll play the game I'll, I'll play the game i've just been playing playing other stuff but uh i do want to go back into it um the reason I bought it is because my my wife is a huge Harry Potter fan, and I thought, oh, maybe she'll and she, and she plays you know some some games every once in a while, but she's not a big gamer. Uh, I thought this might be a cool a cool game for her to to play, but she played it for like a half hour, and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool, but I just don't want to play a video game. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fair enough. Uh, I gave it a try, uh, but yeah, I think it, it's something I want to check out. Um, it looks cool. That's all. And and it's, you know, we talk about transmedia and, and all these, all these things going on with, uh, people's kind of entry into an IP. And now there's just increasingly more, you know, films getting adapted, to, or that's always kind of been happening with like TV and film properties, getting games made out of them. And now it's kind of going in the other direction and, and we're seeing a lot of success with, adaptations of games so so i think you'll just see a lot of ips migrating in a more successful way to, to other content formats and there will be a lot more ways for people to get introduced to ips so so i think we'll see more of that and uh i just mentioned that because 
I think most people were introduced to Harry Potter through the books. And then if not the books, then the movies. And then for me, it'll be most likely be the game. <laughs> so maybe, you know, so I just thought those, those kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I'll, ch- I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, and yeah, good to see, even when, um, my wife was playing the game, there was like really bad stuttering. I think it actually crashed even in that, like, you know, 30, maybe it was a little more than 30 minutes, but not a lot. Um, so once I saw that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait for this to get, you know, I'm not in a rush to play it. I'll wait for it to get fixed. So it sounds like now would be a good time to, to get back into it. Yeah. Not to like jinx it or anything but i had no issues uh there was definitely a lot of stuttering lag uh frame uh loading and stuff like that but i i haven't had anything like that happen to me and i'm excited i'm back into it uh enjoying the game so hopefully i'll I'll be done pretty soon um one other thing i I, I did want to say especially with this it's like a lot of people had been waiting for this for a while and it definitely was it's a good game it's not a great game i don't think it's going to win any game of the year awards it, it might win like a good adventure game or action game or something like that um so that's why i think uh I'm, I'm fine with it but hopefully obviously with the success of it um i hope they take a lot of risks in the future like make it very different just apply new things because it is I, I think besides the uh harry potter universe the hogwarts universe and all that stuff part of it which is done really really well and you can tell that uh, the developers are big fans of the universe and, and they wanted fans of the universe to also enjoy it. I think besides that, it's a very kind of generic action game. So definitely uh, my hopes for the future releases of this, uh, any iterations or anything like that, that they take a lot of risks, they do you know fun things and they kind of steer away from the Harry Potter uh, lore and kind of just do their own thing. So, you know, go to the America schools or the African schools or... The Asian schools. Go somewhere else. Stop going to England. Also, it's very foggy over there. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, next thing we want to talk about, uh, which will also be financially, uh, well, it'll be financial. Uh, it'll be For you. Num- well, it'll be numbers. You like numbers. Um, is the Destiny 2 season pass brouhaha. I, I called it a brouhaha because I thought it was funny. Uh, but basically... Uh, Bungie announced that they're increasing the season pass from $10 to $12. Um, uh, normally, they just you can buy the season separately, $10. I choose to buy the seasons uh, along with the expansion. They do the expansion every year, usually releases in February, and then I'll buy the four seasons. It's better to buy in a bundle. Um, I believe the last one I bought was for like $82, uh, which I got uh, on CD Keys. Uh, good deal. Um, I know not everybody has... $82? The op- yeah, the expansion and the seasons. You don't think that's what, a good deal? What's, the t- what's, the to- what's your total Destiny 2 investment? Well, I bought all the expansions and all the seasons. Even even though there was a time period where like Destiny was shit, so I didn't play like three seasons, I bought those seasons because it came with the expansion. I want to say it's probably over $500 if I added everything. Just but Destiny 2? Yeah, but that's five hundred. Well, that's five hundred dollars and and two games. Destiny one and two with all the expansions and everything. I think it's I think five hundred dollars over ten years of, of game and content. I think that's a good price. Yeah, you I, almost spent that much money on Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, and I didn't even play that <laughs> at all. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think if you if you yeah, amortize it over ten years, that's uh, that's not not that, I mean, the, pretty good pretty the, good deal. But that's the day and age we live in, where like the live service games, you gotta keep paying for shit. <laughs> yeah, which is also fine if if the con which. Like that—that's the basis of of this argument uh, with the season pass. If the content is good enough, are you willing to pay and continue paying for the content? So the main thing with this is uh, that it's since it's increasing, ah, it's increasing two dollars isn't too bad. But the way that they sell the currency, you can't just buy it with money. You buy it with Eververse coins, which is some stupid, you know, video game currency that that they decided to make for this game. And the increments and values are this. So you, for five dollars, you get five hundred coins. For uh, ten dollars, you get eleven hundred coins, an extra hundred. Um, for twenty dollars, you get twenty three hundred, an extra three hundred. And then for thirty dollars, you get thirty five hundred, an extra five hundred. And then for sixty dollars, uh, for fifty dollars, you get six thousand, so an extra thousand. So the problem with this is, as you can see, there's no twelve dollar one. So if you want to buy the season pass, you basically have to buy a $10 one and then a $5 one, or you have to buy a $20 one. And then you're left with these coins, which you can't, everything that they sell is kind of weird. So there's no increment value that you'll buy something and then you got to buy more more of these coins. Um, it's a really a big issue for a lot of people. I think they should just turn it. Um, I'll get your, your, your point of view on this in a second because you, you kind of know more about the values on this. The the main thing which I I see a lot of people not giving a lot of pushback is the reason that it's a great value. Um, with the with normal games like let's let's compare it to Fortnite for example, for ten dollars you're just getting skins. You're getting the skins for the season and and uh, icons or whatever in the backpack and the pickaxe or whatever and all that stuff. That's all you're getting in in a game like Fortnite. But in Destiny 2, you're getting weapons, you're getting cosmetics, you're getting story content, you're getting a whole bunch of other stuff. So definitely the value's there. Even if it's a $2 increase, great value. It's just people are super upset about the increments and all that stuff and now like basically forcing people into spending that extra cash. Um, I, uh, If you could tell our listeners and our viewers how you explained it to me because... You know, I didn't understand it that way, but you know, obviously, you made more sense with the numbers. So, give 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 them the. I I don't even know what I said. I know I think there's a, uh, some uh, particular like in mobile, and gotcha games, uh, really like any any kind of free to play game where you're not able to just like directly buy things with money. You need to like first convert your your dollars into whatever the in game currency is, and then they bundle the currency in very annoying ways that is mismatched to what you actually need to pay to to get the items so so this is a thing that th this exists in, in in many other games and it's something that's annoying uh, maybe the difference is like that was just like what they have always done <laughs> whereas i guess maybe this is like a new a new tactic for bungie and it's just something that's kind of annoying, you know, ignoring their existing fan base. So maybe that's why it's getting a little bit more attention. Yeah, it's, um, it's getting, I think, I think you're right. It's getting more attention because it's a weird uh, value. $12. Well, and you have that, nothing that's $12. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I feel like it's like a pretty simple solve. So it's not, it sounds like people aren't questioning, is there enough value? Like, they're not questioning the $12. They're questioning their ability to spend exactly $12 and not being forced to. So I, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of annoying and just kind of a point of friction. 
Um, I don't know why, like, was there a situation where like a lot of players would have like leftover currency from prior transactions? Like maybe they were trying oh, to, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe they have data to suggest that like, Hey, there's like a, a lot of people sitting on currency that they can't really spend. So like, let's just try to get them to use that. Um, anyway, I, I think mean, so. Just because like, I know a lot of the other cosmetics, they're like, 200 coins 300 coins 700 coins or whatever um and that's for like uh for armor or emotes and stuff like that um and it's you know years back when they started doing this they did say the reason is because they use the money for that people purchase all these cosmetics and stuff to fund dlc and to fund uh events and stuff like that and and that's totally understandable if but for me like i don't I think we talked about this. Paragon was the only game where I was buying cosmetics and skins and all that stuff. I don't do that for, for games, so I'm okay with it. Like, I don't... All the cosmetics and stuff that I get is by playing through the game and obviously through the season pass, so I have no problem with it. But I can totally see from somebody that's doing these purchases where, like, it's it's just a bad move for them. It's, it's dumb. It's weird. There's no need for it. Like, uh, this is weird, but... You know, the market's weird. The pricing is weird. I don't know. Do you it's, think... It's, it's, I mean, it, to me, it's... Uh, it's 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 annoying, but it's a trend that's been occurring and, and you know, free-to-play games and other... other you know, like, any game that has its own economy and in-game currency, like, it's just, like, a tactic to get people to convert more more dollars into whatever the in-game currency is so um so i don't i don't love it but it's a thing so maybe bungie's just trying to like align to free to free to play monetization optimization best practices and and i think they just probably know that people are just going to be like you know be annoyed by it but then do it anyway <laughs> yeah, and, like, and I don't, <laughs> I don't want to sound like a Destiny snob, obviously, because I I do buy all the seasons and stuff like that. But it does sound like the best option is to just buy the expansion pass with the seasons once when they release, because you'll you'll save more money. And this discussion I was having on on WhatsApp with 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 a lot of the gamers that that play Destiny, and the main thing is, Destiny is at the point where like. Yeah, you'll get some new players, but most of the people that play Destiny have been playing Destiny for a while. They've been buying all the season and all that stuff. They don't really take breaks. So, like, the option of people buying individual seasons, yeah, it's cool to have, but the real hardcore gamers that are purchasing all this, they just buy the whole four seasons or whatever at one time because it's a better value and because they know they will be investing the time in it. But it does suck for those people that um, like to jump in and out of seasons, which... I wouldn't recommend because as Nick knows, because he, he's never gotten into it, it's hard to get in a Destiny season. If you're not in it in the long run, it's it's just not, not appealing to get into it. So hopefully uh, they're, they're pretty good about community feedback. So hopefully they have some, uh, some statement on this. They haven't really released anything since they just kind of set the pricing and all that stuff. So maybe in the future we'll, we'll get something. And is it is it like an like a super simple solve for them where they could just be like, here's an option, 
where you I can think, do a dollar for dollar. Yeah, I think if they just the do a dollar for dollar currency thing. that you need for this specific, like, it yeah. kind of seems like I, they should just do that. But I think if they go for dollar for dollar, but with the, with that, I think it's more of a deep dive into how why why even do some stupid currency that you're converting your regular dollars like that that whole thing I don't get. So I don't know. Yeah. Just, yeah, I feel, I feel like they should have kind of picked their battles. Like they're raising the price of content and then also making it more difficult to get the exact amount of currency you need to acquire that. So I kind of feel like they should have just picked one one path. <laughs> like I, well, think they, I think they should have just been like, hey, you know, inflation <laughs> and like the... You know the amount of content is is bigger than history. You know whatever the argument is for the, for it to be twelve bucks now. Like I think they should have leaned into that and reduced friction for fans to just actually get that specific content. Well, they just won uh, twelve million dollars off of some uh, cheap makers, so maybe they were feeling good about themselves and just like, oh, we don't care. Let's drop this yeah, info. Twelve million dollars is. <laughs> That's like it's, a, it's that's like, like a yeah, day. For, that's like a day of uh, one skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that didn't make an impact. All right. Um, so let's move on to the next topic, and the last thing we wanted to discuss is the Fortnite Star Wars collaboration. As everybody knows, Nick and I still play Fortnite uh, every now and then. We like to get in there. We just wanted to let everybody know that they are doing a Star Wars collaboration where um, you can purchase the the Star Wars skins that they've had for a while, along with some new skins. Also in the game, you're able to uh, use the Force if you pick up a lightsaber, which is pretty cool. Um, and then you can uh, unlock some free stuff with the free pass. Or if you spend some V-Bucks, you know, another currency thing, uh, you can unlock the Darth Maul, uh, Darth Maul skin as well. So I think that's pretty good. Uh, like I said, um, Fortnite, obviously, they know how to make these uh, these season passes and, and event passes that make people want to get these skins. So I might I might go in for that Darth Maul. Yeah, I mean, F- Fortnite's another one, right, where they have a... The V-Bucks. They, they have like certain bundles dollars. of V-Bucks and then the pricing of the, the, the you know, the items in the, the item shop is kind of all over the place. So I guarantee they're doing that in a very intentional way where they're... Yeah. Forcing people to buy more, you know, V Bucks bundles than they probably were planning on, uh, to like maximize the amount of items that they're going to purchase in the item shop. So Fortnite's yeah. absolutely doing that. No, and definitely, like you said, there's no dollar for dollar option. I think they it would just be too hard for them to create. So you either got to buy ten dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, something. They have like some. Maybe you've seen that. It's like at the very. It's like the very bottom shelf or like the second from the bottom shelf they always have these like uh, for a while there was one from like dc it was like all like these dc skins for like 24.99 like you had to i missed that one that's what i've been waiting for i've been wanting to buy some dc skins and oh, really? they haven't been in rotation they weren't they weren't good like you, you you're not missing much but at the well, very bottom I superman check, and spider-man i mean that's superman and uh, batman yeah no it was like it was like the i think it was like the joker and, and maybe some other ones i don't know but oh. you're you're not missing much um but yeah some sometimes at the very bottom they'll have like it's not v bucks it's like dollars and i'm just like what you could just like, do that yeah, yeah. just just do yeah, dollars, so it's like man. they have the capability they just are, yeah. are choosing not to do that uh, for right. you know i think for a lot of reasons well 
play some Fortnite, get some Star Wars if that's your thing. I've been having fun. I got to finish my battle pass before the the season's up in June, so been grinding. I think I need I need to catch up. I well, I guess I'll get into this in my closing thoughts, but I've been like very deep on Honkai Star Rail. So I haven't played much Fortnite and uh when I saw the Star Wars collaboration, you know, I guess it was the uh, may the fourth, may the fourth be with you type type thing. Uh, I actually just don't like. I hate that trilogy. So like Darth Maul is like kind of kind of cool, cool yeah. but and you get to wield a, a lightsaber. Yeah, I mean that's, that's been in the game before. I don't know. It, oh. So I don't know. I guess point being is like when I saw that I'm like ah whatever. Like I'm I'll just get back into it whenever I get back into it. Like that specific collaboration isn't getting me super excited to jump back into it right away so well it ends on may 23rd so if you get a chance and you're a big star wars fan i recommend it um and i think we always kind of uh start playing more at the end of the season because we get the experience we're deadliners yeah we got to get that experience boost make sure we get as much uh I think for me, when I got that, I think his name's Thunder, the lizard yeah, guy. Like, once I got the Thunder lizard the guy, lizard. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Uh, well, you got to get the variants. You yeah. got to get all the Thunder variants. <laughs> no, but okay. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be grinding a little bit of Fortnite before the season's over once that they hit that XP button. So catch us on there if, you, if you're a big Fortnite person. Um, all right, and that does it for all the news we wanted to discuss. We're going to jump into some closing thoughts. I'll start it off. Obviously, like I was saying, Hogwarts Legacy, man. Uh, that big, big patch, I think it was 2.1 gigs, definitely has helped the game. I've had no crashing issues. Uh, the frame rate's been steady. The the loading has been steady. And, you know, I'm enjoying the game. Um, like I said, I think it's, it's just like a normal game. It's a good game. Nothing uh, innovative to kind of wow anybody. But I think it's really well done. And obviously the highlight of it is hogwarts itself uh the world and hogsmeade and all that stuff and you feel like you know you're in harry potter world so um i'm back on it if you if you were playing it and if it, you were having issues make sure you get back on it everything should be good on that the other thing i've been doing uh games wise is destiny guardian games if you are watching this on youtube i have my guardian games uh what's this called guardian Stein? games Tonka. Tanker, 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 yeah, yeah, I forget. Uh, My Guardian Games Tankered, which I ordered like a year and a half ago and I received it. Um, But I've been playing Guardian Games, which is just basically uh, um, these competitions between the three classes, the Warlock, the Titan, and the Hunter, um, where you do certain events, you get medals, you deposit the medals into your thing, and then uh, May 23rd as well, everything ends on May 23rd when the new season starts, um... They'll declare a wiener. Ah, a wiener. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> we have, just, did you know that's a, you just made a Simpsons reference and you uh, don't even know it. Yeah. We I, have a wiener. Yeah, I think I remember that. Okay. Uh, you could get a, probably an Oscar Mayer wiener. No, but yeah. you get a, uh, they'll declare a, a winner for the, uh, for the class. Um, one thing about this, which I think it's really cool is that everybody has been playing Titan um, to try and get the Titans to win. Um, and then I know we talked about this Lance Reddick who passed away recently. He was one of the, uh, voice actors for Destiny. He, he played Commander Savala, which was the Vanguard, basically the main guy for the Titans uh, on Destiny. So it's really cool to see the community kind of band together to, for the Titans to win. Even though I'm a Hunter main, I do appreciate that they're doing this, um, to, to have the Titans, 
the Titans win in honor of him. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then as far as watching stuff, I haven't really been seeing anything uh, new lately. I've been watching a lot of old shows. But I have been watching League of Legends. Uh, even though I'm not good at League of Legends, I do like still watching it. And right now it's the mid-season invitational. It just started on May 2nd as well. Uh, just the play-ins for a lot of the the smaller regions, the the big uh, the bigger regions are going to start playing this week, um, and it's looking fun, man. I, I I enjoy it. I love the the esports aspect of it. Um, I think obviously uh, League of Legends and Riot they do such a good job. It's one of the biggest esports events ever, and they do a, a good job producing it and the talent and all that stuff that they have on there is pretty good. Um, and I think uh, you know maybe in the future we'll we'll do more esports coverage. I think. Uh, we both like uh, doing Street Fighter, watching Street Fighter uh, games or, or just any fighting game uh, uh, tournaments and stuff like that and, and other tournaments. And esports is big, so maybe. We'll see. What are your thoughts? Esports is big. Uh, yeah, we'll... Yeah, put it on a shirt. We'll do... Uh, <laughs> we'll do... I mean, you're way more into the to the MOBA esports yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's it's mainly just street, fighting street games. fighter, yeah, fighting games. So, not that I I like. Well, I guess this is what I was gonna say. It's like I think we'll not this upcoming one, maybe the next one. I do feel like we should just enter Evo, and then immediately get smoked. But no, I think we're gonna be good. N- nah, dude, no. Have you 20, seen twenty twenty four Evo? We're too old. The whole, there's like a whole meme around how Street Fighter Six is like. Way f- it's like real fast and I think like we all, older people are just gonna get smoked. But well, speaking of that, they're doing included. you know Project L, the League of Legends uh, fighting game. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could do some esports on that. That'd be cool. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, from my perspective, not not too much. I did mention last week I was playing Honkai Star Rail, and I pretty much just le- leaned to that even further uh basically the whole week so i'm i've been i've been grinding pretty hard man uh are you a honkai star rail whale no 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 no. okay well, so the, you're not spending no money on this thing. so so far i've spent 9.99 which is basically like buying the, the battle pass um and i did i did the battle pass after i like that like i just did that like yesterday maybe or two or two days ago oh like like you bought it but then you had already leveled it up you just need to buy it exactly yeah 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 which that's because what i've done with genshin i did it a couple times with genshin where i'd buy that thing but then like i just never played through the whole thing and got like the full value of it but now because i played it so much um i maybe i think i'm like i don't know like halfway through the battle pass and there's still like nearly 30 days you know maybe just over 20 days left in like the battle pass period so either way so i've I've spent 99 uh i feel good about that i mean whaling is you're spending hundreds if not thousands of dollars to you know basically get every every high value item uh from from polling so that's not i'll never I'll never do that. Like I've, I've maybe spent. I'm trying to think with Genshin. I maybe spent like forty bucks. And again, maybe, I don't know. Somewhere between forty. Well, that, those were the passes, right? Like you were buying yeah, passes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Those uh, yeah, maybe I, bought, I would buy like certain bundles of whatever, whatever the currency is. But mostly, mostly passes and stuff like that. 
Now is uh, this dollars or fake uh, Honkai currency? <laughs> oh no, it's ninety nine dollars. That's my current investment in, into Honkai. And then I think with with Genshin, it was I don't know, maybe it was like somewhere between like forty and sixty bucks. I think my like my mental math for or like my like thought process with these games is like. Okay, do I do I like playing the game? <laughs> Question, you know, it's it's free to play, so you just install it and start playing it. And it's like, do I like the game? And how much time am I putting into it? And is that something that I enjoy doing? And if I'm like really having a good time and and getting a lot of value out of it, then I have no problem spending up to. $60 or whatever I would otherwise pay for like a full, you know, like a full retail price game. Um, so I kind of view that as like my, my cap on spending is, is like 60 bucks, 70 bucks on what I would spend anyway on, on like a similar experience. Uh, so that's, that's how I approach it at least. So I'm never going to be spending that much money and we do have we do have some friends who who do they're they're whales and they're proud of it <laughs> don't worry not... if, you, if i ever see you becoming a whale i will do an intervention okay thank you yeah i'll probably need it yeah i don't i feel like people maybe with like gambling addictions maybe or kind of correlate with with whaling and we've been to vegas before like you've seen me yeah like i don't mm. i don't care like i don't care about gambling like at all so that, that's why we win baby that's why we win. <laughs> yeah uh so i think uh, it's like a it's a safe it's a safe thing for me uh and then i also like have had insane luck you know with so you, it's like it's a gotcha game similar to genshin where you get you know like tickets or you can earn you either buy these tickets or you earn tickets and then you can pull for different items and everyone wants, you know, the best characters and, and all that. So I've had like an insane streak of luck with both Genshin and Honkai. So with Honkai, I got like basically the best, like the best character and then like their best weapon without spending like any money. And so I guess maybe, maybe that helps, but, uh, yeah, you've been sending some like pictures and stuff and i don't shit about the game but our friend henry who also plays the game is like amazed yeah yeah so you know i guess i got got pretty lucky but even if i didn't get lucky like i wouldn't i wouldn't be like oh let me spend hundreds hundred dollars i would just be like annoyed but uh but what i think is what i think is maybe better at least at least for me is even if you're not getting the best characters like the game is very much free to play viable and you can build a team and create strategies for all the different you know kind of challenges that the game poses to you so um so i think that i it's, i would have been fine with that it's just kind of annoying if you don't get the exact thing that you want but that's how they design that their their, their business model man this it looks like this is going to hold you over uh well until zelda and then uh until final fantasy and, and street fighter this is yeah, your, I think your I'll, yeah i think i'll i'll probably have a similar uh like engagement pattern that i did with genshin where i would i would dip into that for like a couple of weeks play it a lot and then drop out for like months and then whenever there's a big new patch or or some you know expansion drops i would jump back into it so 
I think I think I probably got like another week, another weekend. Me, I'm gonna write out you know the battle pass that I just paid for, and and after that, I'll I'll play it by ear. But um, you kind of just like run out of stuff at at some point, and you just gotta wait for them to catch up. So, and I've been I've been oh. playing it like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like I'm uh, I'm like you know I'm I think I'm more or less like content you know like main main story quests complete. It's been your and, your closing thoughts for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> surprise, yeah. surprise. Uh, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm having a good time. So, uh, yeah, it's just a fun, fun game. So it's definitely going to keep me, you know, again at least another week. Um, maybe I'll I'll pick up Hogwarts. It'll either be Hogwarts or Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The problem just with that I is, it's like I got, I got so I got like over halfway through it. And is this like trying to pick that game up again? Is this gonna be? I think, it's gonna be. I think tough. you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't restart it. Obviously, it's a very big game. Yeah. I think if you just you just gotta push through it. We've all been there. We had that slog where it's like you never you haven't played a game in in months or years, and then you kind of pick it right back up. And in the beginning, it's like, why am I even doing this? But once you get through that slog, you're like, oh, okay. My you'll most. Be fine. My most. Uh, famous example of that is the witcher 3 where oh yeah i, I, I basically built i built a computer specifically to play the witcher 3 at launch at like the best possible settings and then i played it for like maybe like 10 hours and this just got sidetracked somehow and then i want to say it was like well over a year if not like well, uh, yeah, I mean, like I just didn't play it for like a very long time. I completely forgot everything, picked it back up, and ended up playing it for, you know, well over a hundred hours. Because like by then, all the expansions came out, and the expansions were fantastic. And so, you know, it's possible. And I feel like The Witcher Three is maybe kind of similar, where there's, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a lot to to kind of digest. So. Yeah, it's it's really it's good possible. content. It's obviously it won uh, a lot of awards, and it's just a great game overall. I think I think you'll be fine. All right, uh, that does it for us. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, Discord, YouTube, and all that. And make sure you go to our website, pressingbuns.gg. And if you can, please leave a comment. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you're enjoying the show. Let us know if you're hating the show. You can give us hate. We're fine with that. We love our our comments. Yeah. Yeah, we love people talking to us. Um, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, that does it. And we will see you on next week's episode. I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later. Thanks for joining us on the Pressing Buttons podcast. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Leila, and our show is done by D-Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.